John chapter 10, verses 11 to 18. John. This comes under the heading, The Good Shepherd and His Sheep. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks and the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to Thanks God. Thanks be to God. I don't know how many devotees of Country File we have in church or at home today. Anyone watch Country File? Oh, there's a few hands in here. Yep, it's definitely one of my favourite programmes. A good way to unwind on, on Sunday and to hear about rural issues. And last Sunday, there was an item about a remarkable young shepherd, or shepherdess, 14-year-old Katie from Appleby in Westmoreland. Her care and knowledge of her sheep was remarkable, and her dad paid tribute to her and her hard work in the farm without Katie that farm would be really struggling, as all hill farms are struggling at this time. I liked the image of Katie going out to check on her Westmoreland sheep and calling out one by name. I don't know where the name Minieg came from, uh, but uh, there, there she was calling out Minieg. She did have some food as well. And along came Minieg uh, for the food and to meet Katie. That image of the shepherd knowing her sheep and the sheep knowing the shepherd. And that's the image behind the words of Jesus, that he is the good shepherd. Those not involved in country life, and we are probably all townies, don't really know what the commitment of the shepherd is or what a tough life that can be. 
and it was no doubt even tougher in the days of Jesus. That commitment of the shepherd, this is no hard hand who would just run away if the wolves came. This is a shepherd who knows his sheep and is willing even to lay down his life for them. We've too often sentimentalized Jesus, the good shepherd, those images from Sunday schools of the past of the the white Jesus with the little lamb in his arms are far, far away from the reality of Jesus, the good shepherd who lays down his life on the cross. So let's get back in touch with that real image and that real meaning. My impression as a townie when, as a child, we went to a sheep farm was just how smelly the sheep were. Humanity smells of not so much the, the animal smell, but, you know, th there is so much that is wrong in our world and in humanity. And yet the Good Shepherd is willing to lay down his life for us and for all. That's one picture. And then the other picture that is behind this Jesus the Good Shepherd is that this image of shepherd had been used for centuries to describe the leaders of the nation and the Jewish religion. It had taken on political overtones. And in Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel, the shepherds of the nation were condemned, were judged as bad shepherds who looked after themselves and not the sheep, who led, led the sheep astray, who lost the sheep, who didn't feed the sheep, who left the wounded and weak to fend for themselves. And so when we hear Jesus say, I am the good shepherd, he is making a political statement. He is the leader, the real image of what leadership is all about. The leader who is willing to give his life for his people. We are coming up to the time of local elections, a time where our local leaders are answerable to us as voters. And we need to hold them to account. We need to have a high expectation of our leaders. And within the church, of course, our leadership in our tradition is one that is shared. Minister and elders and members working together. At times the church meeting is our leader and making or trying to get a whole company of people to agree can be challenging. At times our leadership is focused on eldership and sometimes they feel burdened and at times our leadership is focused on a minister but still working with elders and people. 
And somehow that needs to work for the good, not just of the church family, but of our mission in the world around us. And constantly we have to come back to this model that we see in Jesus, the good leader, the good shepherd, the one who knows his people and they know his voice. As Christians, we ultimately have only one leader, one shepherd, and that is Jesus Christ. It is seeking his mind that is all important, even when that's at odds with the voice of the majority or the voice of the loudest or the most powerful in our world today. Our reading from John says Jesus has authority. He has the authority to give up his life for the world and he has the authority to take up that life in resurrection and in glory. And that's where our leadership ultimately lies, following him, the good shepherd, the good leader. May that vision of good leadership inspire us today. May it help us to challenge and confront every distortion of leadership, every misuse of power and influence. And may it help us to bring hope and strength to those who feel helpless or powerless today. And to God be the glory. Amen.